T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Thursdays, we get to look ahead at some NFL bets. Only a few more weeks to do that. We'll do it with our good friend Chelsea Messenger still stop by later in this hour. What else is on tap today? Well, we got Tim Fitzgerald. Good time to be in Manhattan. His thoughts on K-State's win over KU. Jerome Tang's efforts to tidy things up with the behavior at a basketball game. All kinds of good stuff to get with Fitz on in that regard. That's coming up in the second hour. We'll have a giveaway a little bit later in the show, we'll give away some hockey tickets, some iced tea, all kinds of good stuff there. Other news and notes from around the sports world coming. Jacob Albrocht and Tommy Castor with you here. Jad Chambers producing 869-1240, the number as always. If you would like to chime in, Tommy, good morning. Good morning. We're knocking on the doorstep to the divisional round of the playoffs. And it's, you know, always a huge weekend. And we, we know that we've got these top teams that are getting ready to play. There, a lot of our potential Super Bowl contenders are out there. Can't wait for it. Yeah, it's it is as we've been saying. Typically, the best round, um, the most fun round, the most even round, and we expect that it will be good again this year. Uh, that you know the the wild card round, which sometimes can be kind of lame, was not for weird reasons. So you know, do we get more? I don't know, expected results this weekend. We'll find out. Four games, all pretty good matchups again. uh, And, you know, a lot of meat on the bone, you know, outside of the X's and O's that make all these games compelling. Uh, But we'll get into that throughout the show today. And tomorrow, of course, we'll make some picks on those games, which uh, last week's picks were not awful. Uh, we We were all hovering 500. We'll get into all that tomorrow as well. But, Tommy... Uh, things around the league, we can preview these games. There is a story that caught my attention a little bit and just right before we came on the air, and that's 
that Rob Gronkowski has an issue with Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show talking about he could win an MVP if he was placed in the right situation. We didn't have a ton of time yesterday to talk about this. Um, Rodgers comments there and you, you told us that you've always thought he was coming back. I did not think he was coming back. Um, if he came back, I would have assumed it would have been to Green Bay, which of course is still on the table. But those kinds of comments don't sound like it would be Green Bay. And the way that he reacted to the loss in the final game seemed very nostalgic and looked like somebody who wasn't coming back to Lambeau in that capacity. So Gronk's beef with Rodgers saying that is he, he said he didn't have a problem with any of it, except that he's highlighting the fact that he thinks he can win an MVP and not a Super Bowl. And It doesn't surprise me that Rodgers would say MVP and not Super Bowl. That's kind of been his thing, right? MVP, because he hasn't won. He just has the one Super Bowl. He hasn't played in Super Bowls. Uh, It also doesn't surprise me that Gronk would not quite compute that because he always played with Tom Brady, who was probably doesn't give a rip about an MVP and only cares about Super Bowls. It's a part of what makes Tom Brady the GOAT, right? Um this is interesting, and I think it's an interesting look at the personality of Aaron Rodgers as we compare it to the potential free agency of Tom Brady. Yeah, I guess I never thought about it, but yeah, Rodgers is kind of probably more concerned about that MVP. Not that he doesn't want to win a Super Bowl, but I think Gronk might be onto something there. The fact that that's where his train of thought would go first and not to, yeah, I think I can go win another Super Bowl somewhere. Well, it sort of shifts the thought of where Aaron Rodgers could end up because all along, and we had this conversation yesterday, we've been filtering this through the idea of what is the best situation for Aaron Rodgers to go and win a championship. And maybe the filter ought to be what's the best opportunity for him to go and win an MVP. Uh, Because, I mean, he's saying that himself on the Pat McAfee show that in the right situation, he feels like he could win another MVP. So if that is his motivation, and like you, uh, I don't believe that you know he doesn't want to win a Super Bowl. Of course he does. But that might not be the overall driving force. Aaron Rodgers has always had uh, kind of a lone wolf mentality. Uh, he's always been this guy that, you know, it's chip on the shoulder, but it's different than Tom Brady's chip on the shoulder. It's chip on the shoulder like individually like about me not necessarily about you know going and winning championships with the best team it's more about you know he kind of wants to be uh out on his own a little bit and be the best individual player that he can be uh now he needs people around him and he struggled in green bay without top receivers on that team for a long time Devontae adams is no longer there uh and some of the guys that he's relied on for for multiple years no longer there. He had to work with brand new receivers and the numbers reflected that where he wasn't able to, you know, be in that conversation for an MVP again this season. So I think it is interesting and I think it changes the direction of what teams we look at potentially for Aaron Rodgers to go to rather than, you know, the thought of, all right, let's find a team that he's going to be most likely to win a championship. 
Let's look at a team that he's got the tools around him to have some individual success and win a Super Bowl. Now, I do want to say those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. They can be the same team. You know, you can have a team like look at Patrick Mahomes. He's going to win an MVP this season and his team has a good chance to win a Super Bowl. So they don't have to be separate. But I do think it changes the way that we view what team Aaron Rodgers might go to. Yeah, and it is it just underscores these two guys. And it's not just Rodgers. This isn't like this doesn't intrigue me because it's some indictment on Rodgers that he would care more about an MVP than a Super Bowl, because I do think he cares about both. I think it's more of an interesting look at two of the all-time greats. And, look, you can make a case that they're the two best that have ever played the position. I'd listen to that conversation, right? Rodgers is as physically gifted and as good a thrower of the football as we've ever seen. He's as good, almost, of a killer instinct, I will crush your soul at the end of the game quarterback we've ever seen. Only Only person better at that you know, without a doubt, is Tom Brady, right? And and he he's probably more physically gifted than Tom Brady outside of Tom Brady's endurance and durability into his older age, that which is just a remarkable athletic achievement. But they are, you know, it's interesting because Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, to me, don't get compared a lot. Tom Brady was always compared to Peyton Manning. It just so happens that Tom Brady played, what, like another 15 years after Manning retired, right? Tom Brady had that at the beginning, but at the end, it's it's Rodgers. And even, yeah. you know, at the end, most recently, people tried to, like, run the Mahomes at Brady thing. And then it kind of, you know, the realization kind of clipped in, like, I think for a lot of people, like, we probably don't need to put that on Mahomes yet. He has one Super Bowl. Uh, let's not try to anoint him at this point. But Rodgers is probably the next closest thing. And the reality is, for all of Rodgers' career, he's been playing football at the same time as Tom Brady. Um, he hasn't had the postseason success. He's had more regular season success statistically. So if you are then a team this offseason with what I believe two older quarterbacks, but what I also believe are two all-timers that still have plenty left in the tank, in my opinion, either one of those guys in the right situation could go win a Super Bowl. Either one of those guys in the right situation might be able to go win an MVP. And if that seems crazy, remember that it was those two guys, basically, for the last two years prior to this one, really three years, that have been MVP candidates. So no, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that they could go somewhere and be MVP candidates. They were MVP candidates 13 months ago, right? Like, it's not that long ago. So... It's a really interesting dynamic, and now, like, I really, really, really want both of them to play next year and take shots with different teams, not the same teams, just to see it happen. I, I Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in Tampa, so we have the example of what could be if both of those guys come back, and now I really want them both to come back. Peyton Manning had a ton of success in Denver, you know, when he left the Colts and and went there. Uh, Joe Montana had success with Kansas City when he left the 49ers. Uh, It's not unprecedented to have uh, top-tier quarterbacks uh, leave a team that they had been with forever and go somewhere else and have success. Tom Brady's the latest one uh, to win a Super Bowl with a new team after spending the majority of his career with somebody else. I think Aaron Rodgers 
can do the same thing in the right situation. Yeah, he hasn't appeared in a ton of Super Bowls. He's only been in one, but the one that he was in, he won. He's a Super Bowl champion, and he's won four MVPs. So I think that you can have, at the age of 39, you can have a couple of different goals. And it doesn't mean that one is more important than the other. It doesn't mean that one doesn't matter. But you can have a goal to, I want to make it back to a Super Bowl before I retire at the age of 39. That can be a goal, but then it can also be, hey, I want to prove it to myself and prove it to everybody else that even at the age of 39 and 40 and whatever, that I can be an MVP candidate. Uh, So I think that it's okay to have multiple goals, and that's all going to play into account on where Aaron Rodgers goes. Like I said yesterday, I've not one time thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to step away and leave uh, the game entirely. I thought that he would leave Green Bay, but I never thought that he was done because we have still seen him be able to play at a high level. And because of the way that the season ended for Aaron Rodgers, I didn't, I never thought as he was leaving the field that this is the way that Aaron Rodgers is going to go out, where it's a must win to make it into the playoffs and he didn't win. And that's the last time we ever see him. Never thought that was going to be the case. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I, I've always had a hard time picturing Rodgers not play in Green Bay. He values the home field advantage, the advantage of playing in the cold weather. Always has. He invested so much this year in getting a young but talented group of receivers up to speed, and by the end of the year, they were they were sort of getting there, right? Now, you know, Aaron Jones, I think Aaron Jones is either a free agent or close to it. Like, the roster could continue to shake up, and his salary is so massive. Maybe he's realistic in that, you know, I can't go there and win. You mentioned Vegas. If they can get somebody to take Derek Carr's contract, Vegas probably makes a ton of sense in that regard, right? Like his contract's big. It's going to be big, but it's going to be short. And yeah. and that that's helpful too. But don't I just never also, saw him leaving that don't, place. But it, don't it, for, it happens. Yeah. Don't forget also that in Green Bay, things were not good for a long time, starting with them drafting Jordan Love. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers took that personally. And then, you know, he's going out last season and he's playing great and he's an MVP and all of this stuff, all in the same time that he's publicly feuding with the Packers front office. So they were able to patch it up for this season, but I never thought that it was going to be a long-term thing. So, um, you know, I, I think that they were able to amend, they, they were able to mend their, their, their broken relationship for this season only. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense for him to go elsewhere. Now he has, so the out of the deal, and I think this is for Green Bay is next year, but I he has the out this year, right? Like he does have the option to get out this year or take the contract of like $60 million. I, I think that's how that contract was set up. So if that's the case, don't discount that either because if he can make $60 million in Green Bay, I don't know that anybody else going to pay him $60 million. So, you know, that that's another piece of it. Uh, maybe by right situation, he just means a couple of things changing in Green Bay. It is interesting, though, that he said in the right situation. And make no mistake, I think that's probably intentional for whatever reason. He is a – he is the kind of guy that says and does things very um, on purpose, right? So – 
saying that using that language would have been intentional for whatever reason, whether that's somewhere else, whether that's trying to motivate Green Bay to do something else. I don't know. But it was a little surprising to me, Tommy. I thought the drop-off for Aaron Rodgers this year was um, was was bigger than the drop-off for Tom Brady this year. Um, I, I think that what we saw versus what we saw the year before, like Rodgers, the MVP the year before, to this year versus Tom Brady, who should have been the MVP the year before, to this year, the, the fall seemed farther for Rodgers to me than it was for Brady. I don't know that, but I don't think either of them, again, I think they're both physically very capable of coming in, competing for a Super Bowl, competing for an MVP next year, whatever you want to, you know, call it. Now, but but again, like I, I really kind of want them both to play in different places next year because I think it'd be so fun. Yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers commenting that he still feels like in the right situation, he could win an MVP. Um, I don't disagree with him. I really I don't. don't. Uh, it would be different if his skill set and his physical abilities had diminished to a point to where everybody was like, dude, like you are fooling yourself. Um, but I didn't see the, the drop-off this season being like a, a diminishing physical capability. Like, here's an example. It was very apparent when Peyton Manning was done. Very apparent. He could barely throw the football. Um, you all knew that when you're watching him, he's throwing up ducks. And teams are just intercepting him left and right. And he didn't really have any more gas in the tank. We're not there with Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think that because Aaron Rodgers is so deliberate in what he does, kind of the same way with Tom Brady. Like, this is where they're both alike, I feel like. They both have very, very good knowledge and good understanding of where they're at and what their bodies can do. And neither one of them are going to want to go out and play if they feel like their physical abilities are diminished to a point to where people are going to notice and point it out and say they're washed, they're done. Peyton Manning, unfortunately, did that. And I don't think it really um, diminished his overall stature as one of the all-time greats. But the last, what, year or two for Peyton Manning, it was really bad to watch. So I think that Aaron Rodgers, if he's saying, I still have what it takes to win an MVP in the right situation, I don't think he's, I don't think he's fooling himself. You know, I, I really don't. I think that he genuinely believes that he can. And he knows his skill set better than anybody else does. Yeah, totally. And and also, um, Peyton Manning, you used him as an example. He won a Super Bowl, set all the records, and then he won another Super Bowl when physically he had lost it, right? Yeah. And so the right situation for him presented in a different way. And so there's lots of ways to do it. The right situation could be Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. Like, it totally could be. Um, especially with that kind of money on the table. But it, it will be fascinating. It's going to be you know, last year was, I think, as wild and crazy as far as a quarterback carousel. This may be bigger if Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers are all in the mix. And then we're thinking about guys like Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And a and a and what people generally feel is a really good quarterback class coming in. And we're and as rich a quarterback generation at the top end as we've ever seen in this league. It, it is... Must-see TV, radio, whatever you want to call it, all the time with NFL quarterbacks. And we are going to get into 
the middle of it. But we've got games to play this weekend. That's where all the young quarterbacks are. They're still in the playoffs. We'll talk about that with our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, when we return. Get some thoughts on those lines. Uh, nobody, I don't think, did very well last weekend. It's just a weird NFL weekend. We'll see if we can do any better this time. 869-1240. Brandon Staley is... Uh, in the news, sort of. We've got Tommy and I have different takes on some things that he said yesterday. We'll get to that as well. Tim Fitzgerald coming up in the next hour and a giveaway still to come in this hour. Sports Daily rolling ahead on a Thursday. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH, and we do welcome it. Chelsea Messenger. Chelsea, uh, it was an odd wild card weekend. Not a good one in my pocketbook. Um, the divisional round, though, is up next, and we wipe the slate clean. How are you today? Yeah, doing well. I'm just thinking about the nerves I'll have to push back when fading the Kansas City Chiefs going on Kansas radio. Look at look not looking forward to it, but listen, eight and a half points, this is a big spread for the Chiefs to cover. I, I don't think well, that you're gonna catch much grief on that, Chelsea. Yeah. I mean the Chiefs don't ever cover. Like it, it they've covered what <laughs> once in the last however many weeks and, and I we sit here, I, I don't know that anybody's comfortable with eight and a half points at this point in the NFL. Nobody covered last week. Yeah, and that's the thing. The numbers back that thought train up because over the last six, uh, the Chiefs are two and four against the spread in that stretch. And also, Patrick Mahomes over the last three years as a favorite of eight and uh, eight and a half points or more has only covered thirty eight percent of the time, just eleven and eighteen against the spread. So I'm not sure what it is uh, if it's just the Chiefs wanting to play with their food. And after seeing that ring around the rosy play uh, in that last game, <laughs> uh, was it against the Raiders? It just goes yeah. into that thought train that maybe, you know, the Chiefs don't cover. I think they probably win against the Jags. But still eight and a half, I think it's too many points for me to want to lay with the Chiefs. So I think that's my favorite underdog to cover of the week is the Jags plus eight and a half. Is there anything you can take away from – the Jags comeback from a week ago against the Chargers. Like, for instance, would you feel more comfortable with Kansas City covering like the first half spread, knowing that the Jags came back in that huge comeback in the second half last week? Um, I think it's kind of a dead number because usually the first half spread is just whatever the full game spread is in half. So it'd be four and a half. So like if it was like two and a half or something, you know, where it's a field goal or something, I would play it. Yeah. But that's the thing about first-half spreads. Like, you kind of have to take the number that they give you. I get what you're saying, but also the Jags for the first half of the season were a first-half team. So I'm not sure which Jags team we're going to get. And a lot of that was just the Chargers being the Chargers. Uh, but still, I think I remember taking the points with the Jags last time around. They were getting 9.5, and, and the Chiefs won by 10. So we'll see if it's a similar result, but I think if I'm betting on something, it's still going to be taking the eight and a half. Um, so eight and a half. The other piece of this, and this is really interesting, and probably has no real value in your world. Trevor Lawrence is 37 and 0 ever, like all time between high school, college, and the NFL, 
when he plays on Saturdays. 37-0 and on Saturdays. This is a Saturday game. Do you make anything of stuff like that, or is it just fun, quirky stuff that you can ignore when betting? Yeah, no. How many NFL games has he played on a Saturday? Like, has to be less than three, right? Two. <laughs> yeah, two. That's not a, a yeah. sample size that you take into account. I think when you're talking about notable trends, it at least needs to be 10 games. I think that's what's considered, like, a, a good chunk of uh, a valuable, like, you know, a size of uh, things to consider. So, no, two games, no, absolutely not. Well, Chelsea, it looks like for this game, at least I'm seeing some player props um, already because the game is on Saturday. Uh, any Anybody in particular you like, Travis Etienne or maybe Jarek McKinnon, Travis Kelsey for TD scores, anything on the player side that you like? Uh, just based on the matchup and what we've seen all season long, the Chiefs have been a good team to back the receiving yards of opposing running backs. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what it is about their defense, but that's been the go-to play. Uh, so for most of the season, they were top five when it comes to receiving yards for opposing running backs. I think Travis Etienne fits that mold quite nicely as somebody who has pretty good hands as a running back. Uh, I think we do see some dump down passes to Travis Etienne. So maybe in the props market, that's where to go. Yeah, that's a, at eight. It's just 18 and a half right now. I was just looking at BetMGM at that. Um, so it's not like a massive number. You can get that obviously with one catch if he breaks one loose. That's an interesting one uh, that we'll certainly keep in mind. All right, the rest of the field, we can just kind of take them game by game since there's only four Giants-Eagles. And, you know, this is an interesting one. Round three, I feel like the Giants are hot. The Eagles, who've had to deal with, you know, injuries to Hurts and all of these things, I I got this weird itch in the back of my head. I I think the points look real good. But I'm not so sure the money line doesn't look like a dart throw here. I think the Giants could win this game. Yeah, I think this is the time of year where it's really tough to ignore your gut because, you know, you've watched these teams for the entire year, and that's exactly kind of how I feel. But I just don't have anything to back it up. Uh, The Eagles have been so good at home, and it's hard to take, like, the past four games into account because they haven't been covering numbers, but it's just because – you know, Gardner Minshew's been their quarterback, or they're playing in meaningless games. So remember the last time these two faced off at full strength, it was not even close. The Giants got absolutely walloped 48-22. to Maybe the X factor in this one is that the Eagles have not been great at stopping mobile quarterbacks. So instead of taking a look at the spread for me, which I think is tricky, especially at 7.5, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones over his rushing prop. Uh, he has hit this number of back-to-back games with over 70 rushing yards in both of these. And the Eagles have struggled against mobile quarterbacks this year. Justin Fields had 95 rushing yards. Dak Prescott had over 40. So I think that is the way to go. And why would you not try to use this to your advantage? In the postseason, we'll see quarterbacks probably running for more yards than they do in the regular season because they're not saving their bodies for anything. It's win or go home. So I think we see a lot of Daniel Jones. We've seen at least 10 rush attempts from him in back-to-back games. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more design runs here trying to uh, level the playing field between the Eagles and the Giants. So Daniel Jones using his feet, that would be my best bet. So I want to follow up on the conversation about the spread on this game at 7.5. It looks like right now about 70% of the bets uh, are on the Giants to cover the spread. Is that more about people being bullish on the Giants to cover or fading the Eagles? I think it's on the Giants. 
But one thing you have to remember is, yes, Daniel Jones looked like a franchise quarterback last week, but it was against the Vikings, who are the worst secondary in the entire NFL. So I think you have to take that into mind when saying, oh, well, the Giants are going to score a bunch of points again. You know, their offense looks amazing because it's a totally different matchup. The Eagles have one of the best secondaries in the entire NFL. So I think it's going to be a little bit tougher on this Giants offense. And that's been the problem with the Giants sometimes uh, this season is their offense sometimes struggles a little bit. So uh, I think I'm still leaning towards Philadelphia here. But if it was at seven, I'd definitely take the Eagles. But you're right, the public all over the Giants here. It's I love that Daniel Jones prop too. It's around forty yards, and he's he's been all over that. How how much do you think that can change? You mentioned quarterbacks don't you know they run a little bit more in the postseason. I've and I agree with that. I think that's kind of a Dak Prescott thing too, and we'll get to that game in a little bit. But the Giants maybe have unlocked things, or is it one game against the Vikings and? we don't need to, you know, overreact to what we saw in that one game versus what we saw over the course of a season. Well, I think it's both. You could take that theory on both sides of the ball. Cause right now I think people are kind of undervaluing the Eagles because we haven't seen them at full strength. And now they get a full week off to rest and recover. And it sounds like Jalen hurts is 80% to 90%, which it's still a pretty good thing, you know, compared to other quarterbacks across the league. He's still a good quarterback and plays on a really solid team. So I think it's also a buy-low spot on the Eagles. I know it's seven and a half, but I think the public is seeing the last game. They're saying, oh, this Giants team's really good. And I will say the Giants 5-0 and against the spread in the last five. So the market has not been correct on this Giants team. But still, don't look past the Eagles. I know they haven't been uh, top of mind lately, but could be a sleeping giant, especially I like them in the Super Bowl. Well, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea the uh, heavyweight matchup of the weekend, the Bengals and the Bills on Sunday afternoon. Uh, of course, we all know what happened the last time these two teams met, uh, but the game is in Buffalo. The Bills uh, are five-point favorites at home right now. What do you think of this game? I mean, I, I feel like not only – can the Bengals cover, but I think the Bengals can win the game. So I, I kind of like them on the money line. What are your thoughts? This is another game where the public is all over the Bengals, but yet the one is moving the other direction. This one opened at three and a half, but now it's up to five and a half in some spots. And I think it's because of a ton of injuries on the offensive line for the Bengals. But my gut keeps saying, well, the Bengals had a ton of uh, offensive line issues last year and they made it to the Super Bowl. So I am very torn on this one but I will not be betting on the Bengals simply because that line movement is pretty drastic. Like a two-point change within a couple of days, somebody must be hammering something, and I think it has to do with the injuries on the offensive line. Yeah, that's that's another interesting one. I, I'm on the Bengals of that too, but we, we wondered about that yesterday when we were looking at that. What, what do you make of Buffalo? Because Buffalo, we've been told, is the, you know, the juggernaut all year. Are there any trends with Buffalo right now that back up the fact that it doesn't seem like they've been playing as well as people think they have? Or, or what is that? Is Buffalo as good as, you know, as advertised? It seems strange to me that you're right. It just almost seems like they are almost assumed that they're in the AFC championship. Doesn't that feel like what it is? Because people are just saying, oh, Bill's Chiefs, AFC Championship, can't wait. 
Um, but if you look at the big numbers where they've had to cover anything more than a field goal, it seems like during the last five-game stretch, the only teams they've covered those numbers are against very bad teams. Uh, I think it was against the Bears and somebody else that was not very good. So I think that's the problem. I just I think at some point this line gets too big, and we'll see the Bengals at least cover. Maybe they don't win, but we saw in the Super Bowl last year. The Bengals, once again, undervalued, and even though they didn't win the Super Bowl, they still covered the three and a half. So uh, I think I would lean towards the Bengals, but again, that line movement is scaring me. When you've got a game, Chelsea, that features all of these big-time explosive playmakers uh, when you're looking at the Bills and the Bengals, like Stephon Diggs uh, on one side, Gabe Davis also on that side, but then Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, what's the best way to bet player props in a game like this where you've got so much talent on both sides of the ball? Yeah, the trend to watch is Gabe Davis in the postseason, and you Chiefs fans probably remember his name because, what, he had four touchdowns against you guys last yep. year, and they call him Big Game yeah. Dave. We don't like to talk and about that. Been, but that's the thing. Like, if you are looking <laughs> for a prop, it's been Gabe Davis scoring touchdowns in the postseason. Over his last mm, two seasons in the postseason, which it's only one game this year, he has six touchdowns. Had a touchdown last week in their first postseason game, and so right now he's plus 160 to score a touchdown. For some reason, this is the guy that comes up big in the big-time situations. And also, I think that's something to do with uh, opposing defenses probably showing a little bit more attention to Stephon Diggs, so maybe it leaves Gabe Davis open. But, yeah, I think he's the play in the player prop market. I think one of the more confusing games is the last game. Uh, Cowboys, Niners, it's a rematch from a year ago. And I think it's the most confusing because the Cowboys are the most confusing, right? We've seen them lose to the Commanders and look totally awful and dominate the Buccaneers and look fantastic on the road. I think because we – how do you predict Dallas at this point who could win this game, who could win a Super Bowl, or could get shut out and beat by 30 points? Yeah, I think this is like a, a boyfriend that has a lot of red flags because on paper – they should be a good team. And when Dak Prescott is playing well, they have the potential to, you know, play with anybody. But the problem is, red flag number one, Mike McCarthy, time management, not a strong suit. And you're playing in a close game, this is not the coach I'd want to trust. I would much rather trust Kyle Shanahan. Uh, red flag number two, their kicker. Their kicker who missed a historic four PATs last time around. Do we think his confidence is just going to magically snap back into form if it's a close game against the Niners? But still, all these red flags, the potential for the Cowboys, I do think they have plenty of talent. And if Dak Prescott continues playing well, because that's been the problem for the Cowboys. He has had some bad games where he's thrown a bunch of picks, and it's taken him out of it. So if we see the Dak that we saw last week, I think they're fully capable of the upset here. And what you have to consider with the Niners they played a really easy schedule. Uh, when you look at these teams that Brock Purdy has faced, I think the Cowboys are probably going to be the toughest defense he's faced. Like, look at the schedule. Played the Seahawks twice, the Cardinals, the Raiders. The Chargers are kind of good on defense, but wouldn't put them on the same level as the Cowboys. So it's going to be a much tougher task for Brock Purdy, who really hasn't been challenged, at least by good defense. Chelsea, what's your favorite player prop value bet in this last game? Uh, I, I really think that, you know, the Cowboys, it was pretty apparent a week ago 
they wanted to focus their offensive efforts on the tight end, Dalton Schultz. Um, he's getting he's plus 225 for an anytime touchdown in this game. Do you like them going back to the tight end in this game with the 49ers, or is there somebody else you're looking at? Uh, I don't think it would be a great matchup to play Cowboys props just because it's such a good defensive matchup because the Niners best probably one of the best defenses in the NFL as well. I think in the props market, you lean heavily on Christian McCaffrey because he's been the guy. Anytime touchdown is pretty juicy at minus 150, I believe. Maybe throw it in a parlay or something, but even his rushing yard is total because I think some of the pressure should be taken off Brock Purdy in this win. Uh, Kyle Shanahan knows they're going against one of the tougher secondaries of the league. So why wouldn't you run the football and hand the, the ball off to one of your playmakers? Christian McCaffrey's had a touchdown in six straight games. And when you have a running back who also can catch passes, you know, in the red zone, I think usually those are really solid plays for any time touchdown. So Christian McCaffrey, any time touchdown, I think it's a good one. He's hit in six straight. Chelsea, good luck this weekend. Uh, let's all win some bets and let's all win some money and get ready for the AFC championship and NFC championship and then Super Bowl and get into all the wacky stuff should be fun. We appreciate it. Um, here we go. Yeah, thanks for having me. Best of luck to your Chiefs. Thank you, thank you. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Tommy and I will come back. We'll continue. we got Tim Fitzgerald, K-State Insider, coming up at the top of the hour. We've got some things to give away in our next segment and hit on a couple other storylines. We'll do it as Sports Daily rolls forward. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. It's Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor, along with you. It is a shocker game night tonight, uh, by the way, and one where they can exact a little revenge, an opportunity to pick up their biggest win of the year, 6 o'clock tip in Memphis, who has, I believe it's 6 of 8 since the Shockers joined the American, have lost 6 of 8 to Memphis. Pre-game coverage of that, by the way, 5 o'clock over on KEYN before the game tips at 6. Tommy, it's a it's an opportunity here for Wichita State. And one of the times, I think, as we look at this season where we can get excited, right? If, if Wichita State's able to go in and get a win like that, that would become the biggest win of the year. Um, I think it would maybe spark a little confidence at any shot of any sort of, you know, American Athletic Conference run, albeit Houston's still in the way there. But this is a game I think Shocker fans can get up for a little bit. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it would end up being the signature conference win, uh, actually the signature win in general uh, of the season for Wichita State, um, primarily because of the history that Wichita State has against Memphis since they joined the American, but also because Memphis has not lost on their home court this season at all. They're 8-0 at home, and so Wichita State can come in, and uh, if they can hand them their first home loss of the season, um, that that's going to be a big-time momentum booster for Wichita State. But they're going to have to get out to a better start than what we've seen in the last previous couple of games where they've fallen behind early and had to claw their way back. Uh, we talked about that with Kevin Saul yesterday on the show. They've got to start well. Uh, they can't, on the road against a team like Memphis, you can't fall behind by 10, 15, even 20 points and feel like you're going to have really any shot of coming back in a game against a team like that. No, and... The expectation's not super high. BetMGM's had this somewhere at 9.5 or 10 points in Memphis's favor, over under at 140.5. Um, clearly, the, the books are leaning Memphis pretty hard. I think that's the biggest line we've seen against the Shockers this year. Um, and you never know. The way they play defense, it, it could get interesting. Um, it's an opportunity. You know, and sometimes opportunity strikes, and we've seen this team play up to big talent. They played real tight against K-State, right? And K-State's better than Memphis. So, you know, I, I think you can look at it that way. Is Memphis that much better than Oklahoma State? I don't know. But I know they're not better than K-State. And so if you're Wichita State, yeah, you feel like you got a chance to go down there and win that game. But it's a long shot. And and yeah. quite frankly, I'm kind of excited to see what what kind of energy and what kind of effort they bring. And I don't think it's wrong to say that, you know, I, I mentioned it'd be a momentum booster, but that momentum, I think, is already kind of there a little bit. I mean, yeah, they both of the, the last two wins have required comebacks, but they've been gritty victories for Wichita State. And they went from 0-3 in conference play, and they have a chance now to go 3-3 and in conference play and win three conference games in a row. Uh, there was a, a moment where I wasn't sure that they would win a single conference game. So this could be a big chance, a big opportunity for Wichita State tonight. All right, let's give away uh, some goodies here, Tommy. Hockey tickets, where are we going? Yeah, Wichita Thunder this Saturday night in Trust Bank Arena, 7.05. The Thunder take on the Kansas City Mavericks. It's I Love Wichita night, so that'll be a lot of fun. And I've got four tickets for you for Saturday night's game. All right, so four tickets to the Thunder. We'll throw in a couple of free iced teas from HTO West or East. Caller number two right now, 869-1240. Jad will get us that winner, and Jad will connect us with Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider. Coming back, hour number two, Sports Daily on a Thursday. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.